Hi everybody, I'm Vitaly Kubila from Belarus, from SK Flag. Enjoy the day, you're listening to Dayu Football Show. Dayu Football Show is the best, it really is, isn't it, Sammy? Goddamn right. You know, if we had a little board up that said days uh, without an injury, we'd be wiping it and putting a zero on it because that's been kind of regular here lately with producer Mel. But, you know, I think we get by. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Bramby. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the internet from me because of inclement weather, we have my co-host, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well, except I am a little perturbed, <laughs> my friend. You didn't mention my haircut. Well, I mean, what? Are you like... I, I'm sorry to, I, hey Mel, I apologize this for, what are you, a fucking woman? Like seriously, that's that's the shit you care about? I didn't notice your haircut. Oh, look, your hair looks all like close and buzz shaved. It's no longer fuzzy. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't look homeless anymore. To get the Sam Houston look though, Graham, you need to put a straight edge to that shit because it's not, not shining the way your co-host head is shining. I don't know. You're looking over the Zoom here. Oh, yeah. Both of you <laughs> blinding off of your foreheads. That is yeah. the truth. I have a perfectly shaped forehead for being bald. Sam gets a little pointy up there. At it the does. Top. It does have a little pointy top. I have a little nub there. Mm. Yes. Yes. I forgot. I, I would love to make a Conehead's reference here, but I can't remember any of the uh, the where they're from or anything like that. Taylor will tell me. We're recording at Studio H, just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your footballing friends. Please remember. Five stars, D-back. That's all you got to do. Takes you 20 seconds. Uh, should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. You can get in touch via our social medias, at DU Football Show. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We man our DMs. We check them fairly frequently, mostly on match days, so make sure you slide into those. Uh, and then going a little old school, you can get in touch via email, which our good friend Keith did this week uh, in an email I'll be bringing up a little bit later. It's dufootballshow at gmail.com. Also, find our closed group on Facebook where most of our banter happens, and that's Drunkard United FC on Facebook. Just request to join that, answer a couple questions, don't be a cunt, and you're in. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I think you just about explained it all. Uh, also, a lot of chatting today with uh, our boy Brian from uh, Fulham in uh, Fulham, USA was uh, chatting with me a ton on Twitter because uh, apparently we took away a signing from them today. So, Yeah, I think I saw something about that. They and desperately I... needed a striker. We desperately needed a backup striker, and we got <laughs> our backup striker. <laughs> well, to be fair to that player... Uh, you're a bit of a better prospect 
And Carlo is a much bigger draw than fucking Scott Parker. So mm, very true. Very true. Sorry. <clears throat> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, we're not uh, drinking the same bottle tonight. We're each drinking our own thing. So what do you got? So I have the Boondocks American ah. Whiskey. Uh, this is imported by the Royal Wine Corporation. Uh, not imported, I'm sorry. It's made in Kentucky. <laughs> it is, uh, they import Bartonura, and that's their biggest brand, period. This was their first foray into spirits. I apologize. Uh, they um, bring this up from Kentucky. This wine is flat. Oh, I'm sorry. A little something <laughs> in my throat currently. <laughs> Just a little something in my throat. Uh, 95 proof. This is an 11-year-old American whiskey. Uh, so it is got some age to it. It's very smooth. Um, bit of vanilla up front. The caramel's not so thick on it uh, as the barrel was already used, obviously, which is why it's an American whiskey. Um, got a little bit of heat, but it's it's lovely. I, I really enjoy this. Is it a uh, bourbon mash bill just put in a mm -hmm. secondary oak? Um, okay, so yeah, similar to like the Kinsey then that we had, that, uh, yeah, the 10-year-old so that we had from them. Their actual bourbon, they finish in port wine barrels. Oh, okay, very um, nice. And it's only an eight year. And then they take the spent uh, white American oak that they started in and age American whiskey. Uh, and because it's a used barrel, we've been over this before, legally cannot be a right. bourbon. Right. So it's the same mash bill as their bourbon. It's just only aged in used American oak. Their bourbon is finished in port uh, and it's only aged eight years, this one 11. Got it. Are they uh, buying from somebody or is this their own stuff? Uh, this is their own stuff, I believe, because we don't have a ton of it, uh, actually. It's one of my brands uh, that I sell. Mm -hmm. It's it's excellent. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, it runs you about, I think it's about $45.99 to $49.99 on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Well, then uh, I would also say, uh, Sam, you're going to need to uh, go ahead and pour yourself a little bit more of that because last time I checked, somebody's got a recap to do tonight. And you are far too sober right now to be uh, to be ready to do that recap. It is one of my favorite nights of the year. <laughs> I love it. And what's even better is because you're at Zoom, all you have to do is fall up the steps. I don't have to sit here and make you watch Tombstone again. Um, I think I might uh, just lay down on the couch. a boy. I don't even think I'm going to make it upstairs. I think the missus probably would prefer that anyway. She doesn't need you bothering her. Ooh. You know what? Maybe I'll do the old kitchen island fall asleep like I did last time. It's a little warm in here. <laughs> Excellent. I'm uh, I'm actually drinking um, the, the whiskey that I represent. So I am drinking a Ragged Branch tonight. I am drinking the Weeded Mash Bill. So mm, this that is... excellent. Yes. Um, this year, San Francisco Spirit Awards, it took double gold. It, um, all five whiskeys that were entered, it was actually six, but one of them was a single barrel, so that's a one-off. But every whiskey that went uh, actually meddled at San Francisco, but the weeded received its highest uh, regard, which is double gold. Well, actually, I said, hey, you're going to run to the bathroom while this happens. If oh. he didn't share with you that information, <laughs> he that's did on not him. share with me that information. <laughs> it kind of works is think of it as judges' tables. Let's say there's six tables. To get a gold, all six people at the table go, this is really good. We're going to give it a gold medal, right? Well, then, in order for it to be double gold, two of those tables need to do that. Now, there's more judges than that, but that's just to give you kind of an idea of how it's, quote, rated, right? I love the idea that in the booze industry for, <laughs> for awards, it's just six blokes around a table going, 
Yeah, it's all right, isn't that, it? That tastes good. <laughs> yeah, that's it, pretty good. Especially for whiskey, that's exactly how it should go. Um, <laughs> one of the fun things about this whiskey, in uh, difference to other bourbons. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, please. And then we're going to upgrade the award. Hey, Jeff. Jeff on table two. What do you guys think about this one? Yeah, we like that, is that one a, too. Is that all right? uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Double, oh, gold. Double gold. Double gold. Double <laughs> gold. Give that bitch two stars. Two stars. <laughs> Throw it on up there. You get two beautiful gold stars. It's what just you think so of this one? funny. Eh, yeah. All right. All right. Then you get a silver star. Boom. <laughs> it's just six fat lads that never grew up in it. Yep. Um. <laughs> To my understanding, there's not a bronze award, so it's basically they may go through like 12 spirits at a particular table, right, at a particular group, and it's silver, gold, and double gold, and the double gold, again, it's because one of your golds got reviewed by another group, and they also deemed it to be a gold as well, <laughs> right? And then, and then there's best in show, which means everyone's tasted all the double golds and have gone this one's the best. And that's how a best in show happens, which as we know, for my previous employer, whistle pig, uh, the black Prince took double, uh, took double gold and then best whiskey, best in show, best whiskey in the world. Um, the fun thing I was going to mention with this is mash build. Um, I mean, mash bill, sorry, I said build, uh, mash bill is high barley count, which is not very common. Normally you only use about, uh, 5% barley. And typically you use the barley because it helps kind of thin out the whiskey a little bit. Otherwise, if it's just corn or if it's just rye, it just becomes paste. It turns into cement. It's because it's a thick grain. It's hard to break up. So you normally put barley in it just to loosen it up a little, but barley does impart flavor. It tends to part uh, a very kind of cereal grainy kind of uh, body to it. And with this whiskey in particular, this has almost triple that amount um, up in that range, you know, it's like it, we keep it proprietary, but let's say it's somewhere between 12 and 15%. So, and it's a weeder. So the, the wheat content has to be a bit high on that as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a certain percent corn and then it's equal parts wheat and uh, barley. And then when we make our signature, it's a certain amount corn and it's equal parts rye and barley. And those two recipes are the same other than one is rye and one is wheat. So those bills on our regular whiskeys are exactly identical just subbing in those other grains, but that's getting way too inside baseball. Uh, big thing is, is a lot of weeders tend to be very sweet, very soft, very, they could be a little thin. So the idea of the barley is it gives it a little more body. And that's, I think yeah. what probably wanted the double gold is people went, Oh wow, this has got a little something to it for being a weeder. It was very impressive. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's going to run you on the shelf between 39 99 and 44 99. It is not readily available throughout the country. So if uh, you're hearing about this whiskey and you're interested in trying it, uh, reach out to me on Twitter and I will tell you a way you can get it because District of Columbia is allowed to ship and I know someone who sells it online and can send it to you if you want to try it. Awesome. So That's great. Everybody remember to drink responsibly, please. Very good. Let's do some cheers in here. Lovely. <clears throat> Sammy, the title race is starting to take shape. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. We have something to talk about. Very important. I told you about Drunkard United FC. Yeah. Something got dropped on our plates that is fantastic. Den Bosch has a substitute striker that came on, and his name, my friend, after scoring four goals, uh -huh. 
His name is Jizz Horncamp. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the football. We're talking about this. <laughs> We're going to talk about Don't the football because that's what people listen to. But please tell me all about Jizz. Isn't this the kind of conversation we usually save for the after show, a.k.a. injury time? Nope. Dick jokes are appropriate at any moment. All right, go for it. <laughs> and this guy came on and burst onto the scene. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Did he? Okay. His team was 3-1 down. <laughs> they were 3-0 down. And Jizz Horncamp uh, playing in Holland for uh, for Deb, uh, Deb Bosch, I guess is their name, uh, scored four goals. The game ended in a 4-4 tie. And dare I say that he smeared his influence all over the game. <laughs> he certainly covered the game in glory. <laughs> now, did he score in four separate nets or is this four times in the same one? I think it was four times in the same one, but it is my understanding that he left egg on the face of the entire other team. Oh, well, that is a lot of jizz action. Well, that sounds like that sounds like a, a, a net that was very um, uh, welcoming and receiving, and uh, probably oh, explains the, why 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 jizz uh, <laughs> jizz made it pop four times. <laughs> now, at any point, did the player jizz cover himself in glory? Uh, oh, yes, four separate occasions. <laughs> yes, four separate <laughs> occasions. Uh, the, the the offensive end was wide <laughs> open and ready to receive <laughs> jizz. Now to um, score, was there a lot of dribbling before, after, and during? There was a few dribbles. There was a few dribbles, but uh, but he held on uh -huh. and finished finished strong. I I would have figured when he finished, he probably slid to the corner and fell over. <laughs> Now. I think he, you know, he he definitely earned his paycheck, and I'm sure he took a nap afterwards, like a scared turtle. Now, to get the right angle, did he use some hip action? There was definite <laughs> hip action uh, going on there at Den Bosch. All right, five year old, are we finished? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Okay, as I was about to say. The title race is starting to take shape, and uh, one team took a step forward. So another, jizz, another, as he was about to shoot. <laughs> fuck off. Another took a step back, and the leader is cruising along. Liverpool three, West Ham one, Man U nil, Arsenal nil, Man City one, Sheffield United nil. Uh, Liverpool big output of goals. Salah scores a couple again. Yeah, and they were two brilliant ones. Um, uh, the first one, obviously, was was him cutting inside uh, and just picking out the four corner fantastically. Um, Mo Salah's second goal was absolutely a phenomenal team goal. Took, what, four seconds uh, or so to get about 85 to 90 yards uh, and a total of six touches, I think it was. Trent Alexander-Arnold had two or three. Mm -hmm. Played the ball out to Shakiri, which was fantastic. Get into the space, caught it perfectly in stride. Um, uh, caught it perfectly in stride. He it was so in stride that he hit it first time. Very low percentage play uh, that was back across to the center of the goal where Mo Salah was running on to it. Mo Salah took a very deft first touch and just absolutely killed that ball mm -hmm. uh, into his control. And one step bang outside of his left foot to the far corner. It was fucking lovely. I mean, I know how much you hate them. Oh, it was a gorgeous uh, and how goal. much it, it was pains a gorgeous you to goal. see them. It was a great goal. Well, the what I'm getting at is this is the reason we it's called the beautiful game. This mm -hmm. is why we love it. Like this sort of play, the simplicity behind it, 
but also the the absolute technical ability behind it is insane and it's it's something truly to behold now i did start off my notes uh and i i do want to mention as i write this there have been 56 minutes played and not much to talk about just one shot on frame each and good typing this worked <laughs> most solid scored <laughs> on the 57th minute <laughs> because yeah. the first half and the beginning of the second half were absolute fucking trash well, and then I, the game exploded into I, into life i think that was very much a David Moyes against Liverpool kind of match, you know? Let's look back at the, you know, 10 years that he was with with Everton. It was a, I'm going to slow down and ugly up this fucking match as much as humanly possible. I'm going to frustrate the shit out of you. We're not even looking for the win here. We're just looking to make your life miserable. And, and if you give me a chance to win, I'm going to win, but I'm going to make it a miserable fucking match for you. And they succeeded in the first half. They absolutely succeeded in the first half. Um, absolutely. But, but ultimately, if you're going to play not to lose or you're going to play for the draw, you're going to fucking lose. Like you have to play to win the game. And it, and it felt like it just felt like against Moyes, Liverpool. Yes. Yeah. It just felt like Moyes wasn't playing for the win. No, I, I don't think they were either. Although they did squander some chances. Uh, mm -hmm. Mikel Antonio was put in a couple of times um, and either fired high, wide, or couldn't bring it under control in, in that first half, uh, which is why there was a lack of shots. But I honestly, I think West Ham were almost on top in the first half. <clears throat> well, and, you will. And, and that brings up the bigger thing that the center backs is just a huge issue. Uh, they ha It has been brought up that... Uh, Matip is now out for the remainder of the season as well. So that is Matip, that's Gomez, and that is Van Dyke. Hold on. Moment of silence, please, for the uh, Dutch tulip. Thank you. Um, just, 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 just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that is, like, those three are gone. Now, obviously, we're going to get into the transfer window later on in the show, but they've addressed that situation with a championship defender. So they're going to be fine. Don't worry about it, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going to be good. Uh, I think they also awesome. brought in a defender from Schalke, maybe, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, because Schalke is doing really well in defense, last place in the fucking league. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm also not drunk enough to speak about transfers, honestly. So Yeah, we'll, we, need, uh, we need to wait. You need to drink more. We will handle that later, <laughs> although I am going to give you the last one. Mm -hmm. And uh, dare I say the new Dutch tulip bloomed today. Aw, <laughs> I'm talking about jizz. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I feel you. I feel you. You're just not going to walk away from it. That's going to be a running theme nope. the whole night, isn't it? That's that's great. Yep. I'm ready for that. Uh, we are. Not, I haven't even gotten to his last name yet. We are not naming the show jizz. No, we aren't. <laughs> no matter name how, it Horn Camp. No matter how hard it is, <laughs> both of you are fucking terrible. All right. No, I, hey, listen, Horn Camp is a camp I'd like to go to. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I can sign up for that at summer camp. That'd be great. This one time at Horn Camp? <laughs> yes. So I would very much also like to thank uh, Liverpool for, um, uh, I, I, I assume I assume that they were out there during the match when they were up 3-0, and uh, Andy Robertson went, hey, 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 everybody, 
a toffee's got me on his fucking fantasy team. Let's uh, he's he's about to win, so let's go ahead and fuck off this shutout real quick, so we can make sure he loses by a point, right? Let's go ahead. Yeah, and of course. You got that? Cool. Um, let's do this. Goal. I'm not sure exactly where the breakdown took place, but <laughs> Michael Dawson or Craig Dawson. What's his name? Last name's Dawson. I know that for sure. It's Craig Dawson, the, uh, the, Craig the Dawson. fullback. Yeah, Michael Dawson retired. He used to play for Tottenham. Yeah. There's so much up here, you know, that just floats around all the time. And it sometimes gets jumbled. And this was one of those instances. I apologize. No problem. Uh, Craig Dawson uh, was in acres of space. <laughs> there was nobody within six or seven yards of him. And he was on the fucking six-yard line. And what makes no sense to me is just 10 minutes prior to that, Moyes pulled off Antonio and Suchek, who have scored all the goals for West Ham so far. (laughs) So he basically said, I'm going to go ahead. The game's over. I'm going to go ahead and rest them too because I need to worry about the next match. We need to worry about the midweek. Let's just go ahead and be done with this. And Liverpool went, no, 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 no. We insist. Please score one. Just, yeah. just put one in the back of the net. I think that's Allison three, didn't want three for sheet. Craig, though, I think. No shit. Yeah. He's, yeah, including the FA Cup game. But I think that's three and three for him. <laughs> I think he's been on a bit of a streak here. Um, and good on him. Well done. It, it It's unfortunate because I have Allison in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, well, I didn't need those six points. We'll come on to that later uh, as I well. I fucking but, did. Well, you know, well, that's how it goes it, sometimes. It, it also it also hurts when uh, you take your newly traded player that you got from somebody in the uh, regards of Ezzy and you put him on your bench and he scores you 11 points and your opponent has auto subs and you don't. And that's where you lose. So you got to kind of yeah. look the mirror at yourself and go, eh, yeah, I kind of suck. All right. On to your match. There were chances. This this game was fairly lively considering. I mean, when you talk about a nil nil draw there, there was some action to this match. Absolutely. And that, that's what we were talking um, to John about on, on, uh, on the old Facebook messenger was, um, was that he said it was boring and he's a Manchester United fan. And I said, bro, are you serious? Uh, there were 31 shots in the game. Now, granted, there was only, I think it was maybe eight or nine on target, something like that. But there were chances in this game. The game was wide fucking open. Both teams were going after it. Um, Lacazette hit the crossbar. Uh, uh, Edison Cavani went close uh, a couple of times. Um, Fred, and Fred had me a, a fucking great heart shot attack. that pulled out a great save out of uh, Leno in the first Bert half. Leno, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, he he um, he did David Luiz running down the left-hand side in the channel and cut inside and um, put a shot in on the far post that Bert, uh, Bert Leno just got his fingertips to. It was, it was I thought it was a wonderful game. Uh, Martin Odegaard made his debut. Um <laughs> Which was which was good. He didn't really do much. Didn't have a lot of time to do much. ML Smith Rowe played well again. I think we were, you know, we missed Kieran Tierney, uh, obviously one of our better defenders, uh, provides us a lot of width. We were missing Bakuya Saka, uh, who's been probably our best player this season, to be honest. Yeah. And then our most dangerous goal threat, despite his statistics, is obviously Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. I'm happy to report that uh, it is not a divorce that was keeping him out of the side. Thank goodness. Apparently, all is fine and happy in the Aubameyang household. His mother is very sick, and he was tending to her. Oh, um, that's a shame. Well, I and hope very she's close doing that. with his family. Yeah, I hope he's, she's doing he's better. Very big family man. I don't know if you could hear that. Sorry, my phone was vibrating because the uh, the old Baltimore City school system is calling to let me know about tomorrow. <laughs> um, you don't need a phone call. Look outside, mate. 
It's fucking closed. <laughs> well, it's also virtual, so fuck it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just listen to the voicemail later. Uh, one quick question for you, and I didn't put this in the show, but I wanted to uh, ask because I kind of wanted to get an honest reaction. Uh, VAR um, looks back on a foul from Bruno Fernandez where he legitimately steps on the back high ankle like from basically lower Achilles all the way down to the bottom of the heel. He comes in with spikes up, doesn't even receive a card for it. Not so, even, a, what is VAR looking at if they're not like? Well, so here's the problem. I personally think it was a red. I think he did it on purpose. The ball was in front of the Arsenal player, by I think it was Granite Xhaka. Uh, was in front of him two or three yards, just about. And Fernandez was behind Xhaka by about a yard uh, when he ran up on the back of him. Uh, so there was obviously no attempted effort to play the ball. There was, um, you know, it was completely cynical and studs up high on the ankle of somebody that was running. Um, that had broken leg written all over it. And he, the the thing is, is, VAR can only look at red cards mm -hmm. and they didn't feel it was a red card. So you can't give them a yellow. Then what I would argue to that point is a penalty shout. I believe by uh, Marcus Rashford or Martial, maybe two months ago, referee called a penalty. VAR said, go look at it. He looked at it. He said, no, it's a dive. Well, because it's a dive, it's a yellow. And he came back and gave him a yellow. But VAR is not meant to dispute. It's only meant to dispute red cards. It's not meant to dispute yellows. So I, by giving Rashford that yellow or Martial, whoever it was, it was a couple of months ago. I can't remember. You open the door to then. Ah, they're yeah, both diving bastards. Right. But you know what I'm saying? You open the door to giving yellow cards based on a VAR decision. Right. So why there was no card whatsoever, I don't know. But the way the rule is written is VAR is only supposed to be used for red card situations, goals, offsides, and 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 kind of defining moments, if you will. Well, and then you it's couple that. It's not used for throw-ins. It's not mm -hmm. used for goal kicks. It's not right. used for any of that kind of shite. So, but then you couple that with the fact that... Um, now the FA doesn't look at matches afterwards and hand out, you know, punishment. Unless it was missed by everyone completely. Right. But because it was reviewed, they they don't do anything now. And I think, it, I, honestly, I think it's bullshit. I mean, that, he that, should, he that should have seen red for it. That red Diego Costa fucking cynical, I'm going to be a fucking prick all over it. I mean, it was I, as a neutral it's a red fucking card. It Absolutely. wasn't a card because it was Manchester United's Bruno Fernandez. That Absolutely. is why it was not a red card. And that's the bullshit. The league cannot and, suffer him to lose him for three games. And VAR, need, that needs to be fixed because then you're, you're letting all of your viewers know that one player is more important than another player because if that was someone else, if that was, let's say, um, Roe, for you guys, Red mm -hmm. card. Red card. Yep. 
Absolutely. Red, red card. In fact, I can't think of anybody on your team that it would not have been a red card for. Correct. But I can think that Pogba and Bruno Fernandez would not have received a red card for that. Absolutely correct. And 100% agree with you. But um, it, that happens in sports, right? Ultimately, right. Of course. we talk about this a lot. Sports ultimately is a business. And without your biggest stars, you're not going to get the 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 television um, uh, viewers that you need to charge the the revenue dollars. Yeah. So Bruno Fernandes is one of the biggest players at one of the biggest clubs in England. And if he's not there, people might not tune in. I would just say it's Neutrals another. won't tune in. It's another it's notch in the bedpost of us thinking he's a prick. Like, remember I said, yeah. is this guy becoming public enemy number one? That's just another fucking notch that, I mean, obviously the, but the it's, Manchester it's a Michael, United it's a Michael Jordan complex, right? It's a Michael Jordan complex or LeBron James or Dwayne Wade, or um, you look at the strike zone for Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds versus some of the other hitters uh, in the, in major league baseball. It's, all of those sorts of things, it, you know, it, it Chad Ochocinco or Chad Johnson, uh, whichever you'd like to call him, mm-hmm. it, it was his pass interference calls versus some of the other low, quote unquote, lowly re- uh, receivers in the NFL that wouldn't get those calls or Terrell Owens, same way, you know, where where they would get those calls and and other receivers that aren't as prominent or other um, players in their respective leagues and the examples I just gave are treated by the letter of the law, and then exceptions are made for these superstars. As, and it's, as a Giants fan, I would just like to say for Barry Bonds, it wasn't that the strike zone was made smaller for him. It's the fact that he wore an armored truck on his arm and stuck <laughs> it over the middle of the plate, thus making the strike zone minuscule. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, 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 ha- it happens in every sport with their superstars. You know, you know he I mean? wore full plate metal on his fucking uh, on his on his uh, right arm and just stuck it right across the plate and went, "Go ahead, I dare you to throw it at me, fucker." <laughs> All right, yeah. going into the last. One and there's not really a lot to say about the last match, but I think it's important because I think we can honestly say now the title race is a three horse race, and that three horses is United, City, and Liverpool. And I think City established that if you want to win the title, Liverpool or Manchester United, you're both going to have to beat us. And I mm-hmm. don't see where they're losing right now. Because it doesn't matter if it's ugly. It doesn't matter if it's expansive. They do everything. Doesn't matter if people are fucking hurt. They still find a way to score, to score and win. It just they just who, do. Who are we talking about? City. Oh, the gender reveal party. Yes, that a boy. I was hoping uh, you'd bring up the gender reveal party game. <laughs> yeah, you didn't refer to it by its proper name, so I didn't know what you were talking about. Uh, both teams, obviously, City and in. City is in baby blue. Yeah, but do remember, it's not. It's it's a kind of a it's a drug addiction party because it is the blue ice crystal meth design on their jersey. So do remember that. That's true. Um, So it's basically a gender reveal party in Pasadena. Um, (laughs) A lot of people do crystal meth in Pasadena. For those of you out of state, Uh, Pasadena, Maryland is a shithole. The Dina, like to say, the Dina, (laughs) the old dirty Dina. Pasadena, California is not much better. <laughs> so apparently it doesn't matter what Pasadena you're in. You're a meth head. 
Uh, look at yourself in the mirror. Anyway, uh, yeah, city, city in there, <laughs> city in their uh, baby blues and Sheffield United in their bright pink uh, was absolutely fantastic. And I believe it was Mel, right, that walked in the room. No, 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 no. It was uh, Alan's wife. Oh, that, was, uh, oh, that's right. It was Alan's wife. <laughs> walked in and called it the uh, gender reveal. The gender par- reveal party. Said, that, who's playing in the gender reveal party? <laughs> um, Sheffield United is playing very well at the moment. Uh, I think they've kind of turned a corner. Um, they're playing a bit more on the front foot. I thought they actually had, uh, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes in this game where they were actually on the front foot, where they were on top. Um, now, they didn't really create much out of it, but they limited City to just four shots on target through 72 minutes. Um, they, Edison, were, they were doing very, very well. And the only goal that was let in excuse me, was was uh, just eight minutes into the game mm-hmm. uh, when Farron Torres basically took the game by the scruff of the neck, dribbled through four players, and cut back to Gabriel Jesus, who almost fucked it up. Yeah, he did. He really <laughs> almost did. Held on to it way too long, was afforded the time and space by the center defender, uh, and then he was four yards out. And the goalkeeper at the shit home. Um, but I, I thought Sheffield United, again, gave a great account of themselves. And Ramsdale made a fucking two or three brilliant fucking saves. Uh, uh, Ederson did have to make one really, really good save in the second mm-hmm. half. Yep. So it wasn't that Sheffield didn't have an opportunity. They did. And that's when when you're Sheffield playing City, that's what you play for. You play for one chance. You know, we're going to play them yep. tough. We're not going to let them in. And we're going to hope there's that one moment. They got the one moment. Unfortunately, it didn't go in. Um, right. <clears throat> I, I mean, it's real clear, right? It is if you want to beat City, I mean, if you want to win the league, you have to go through City. That's what it is now for for both Liverpool and United. You cannot draw. It has to be a W. Well, that's what it's been for the last three years. Liverpool last year dealt with it. Right. This year so far, they haven't. Uh, and they've also dropped some points in games that they shouldn't have. Well, both of them um, have dropped points where they shouldn't have. I mean, but but also right, but to Liverpool the defense, last season, remember, started 18-0-1. Right. And but we're to, kind of in front. But to City's defense this season, they were in 14th place at one point. Yeah, no, fair and, enough. In October, they, they were in 14th fucking place. Yeah, but that, how early is that? They had two bad results, and, and everybody else in front of them won. I mean, right. it, it wasn't a super big deal, and you always knew they were going to come back from it. The same way I told you, I was not worried Arsenal was going to get relegated. Right, of course not. You know what I mean? It, it, we were in 17th at one point. It was fucking stupid in the middle of that eight-game streak where we didn't do fuck all. It's those teams tend to rate the ship, whether that be a new manager or just getting people back from injuries or somebody throwing a boot in the locker room and having a players only meeting and just have it out at one another and get everything <laughs> off your chest uh, so we can move on. It, it Every top team goes through that at one point or another, but city are now unbeaten in what seven or nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've all been wins and, Liverpool have dropped a couple of points here or there. Tottenham, we know, are, are shit in the bed. Chelsea, obviously, they got rid of Frank Lampard because of their their results. This league was here for the taking. And then Leicester, who we'll talk about, uh, yep. fucked off again. And without Vardy, of course. So all of these teams dropped points in front of them. At the same time, they've hit a rich vein of form. 
Yeah, and Gundawan has kind of taken Aguero's job on his shoulders. And as, he's as, a holding, as a holding midfielder, he's yeah. taking it on him. It's uh, fucking crazy. And Gabriel Jesus finally got a fucking goal, and good for him. And hopefully for him, I, I really don't give a shit if it happens, but hopefully for him, this kind of lifts the monkey off his back, and he's able to move forward and, and actually fulfill some of the promise that, that he, you know, City spent so much money on. Right. Precisely. The uh, last thing I'd like to bring up and we'll wrap this up is uh, something worth noting. City ran with a secondary squad. They had multiple players off, multiple starters off. All they had to do was make one sub. They made one sub and that was it. And they still won the game. They played without Sterling in the starting lineup. They played without without um, stones in the starting lineup. Obviously there were multiple injuries that they've been dealing with already, but Mm -hmm. they did, they did the quote squad rotation that both Liverpool and Manchester United have done. And they got a result. The problem was when Liverpool and Manchester United did it, they did not. Three teams battling for places in Europe all stumbled Badly. Leeds 3, Leicester 1, Brighton 1, Spurs 0, Newcastle 2, Everton 0. Leeds and Leicester, that first 20 minutes, I was like, well, I'm watching this fucking game. It was such a a fun (laughs) game to watch. Man, that was a great game. It It really was. such a fun game to watch. It was dead even stats. All the way around, right? Goals called and back from VAR. They're fucking just, it was everything. It was, everything. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that didn't happen was a red. Yeah. It, God, it, it was, was so fun. Absolutely. Fa- a red and a penalty were the only two things that didn't happen. It was absolutely fantastic. Leicester had more chances overall, um, but their shots on target were absolutely even. Uh, leads were very clinical. Um, they, I think they scored from, what, five shots on target? They scored three goals. Yep. Um a good one-two to open the scoring from Harvey Barnes, but then um, fucking Leeds went nuts here. It was absolutely fantastic. Bamford broke his duck. I think it was five or six without a goal. Oh, with a Absolutely cranked one into the far (laughs) corner. And then a a FIFA goal, really, Mm -hmm. um, put through as the team, as, uh, as Lester was pushing forward for an equalizer, put through on goal, and slows up just before the goalkeeper and squares to Jack Harrison. It was absolutely fantastic um, what what they did. And I, and then the third goal on the counter where, where again, you know, Lester's well, that, pushing. That, was the, th- yeah, that yeah, yeah. was the third goal. Yeah, oh, the second. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Because that's where Banford passed off to Harrison at the end. Yeah, it was the third yeah, goal yeah, in yeah, like the 86 the minute or something. It was his, yeah, I mixed that it, up it with the second Stuart, goal. It was Stuart Dallas on the first goal. That yes. was also a great Bamford was the second goal. Yeah. Yep. My apologies. And, and, I got it mixed up for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bamford laid the assist <laughs> on the third. It was absolutely fantastic from Leeds. And that was and, a match all the way until the third goal. I mean, that was back and forth, nonstop. Lester had plenty of chances. Now, I will say, I, I believe the stats was something like Lester had something like 15 shots on target. I mean, 15 shots total, but only like five on target. And when they played Everton, it was 18 shots, but only three on target. So they're yeah, just, but they're not. happens without Jamie Vardy, right? Yeah. I mean, is, I, I, I hate to lay at the, the doorstep of one guy, but it's fucking one guy. Cause well, I, it's not I was Perez and it's not Inacho. 
I was texting with English Mark, Spurs Mark, and and we were talking about, uh, you know, I made the point to him. I said the amount of teams, we were talking about Tottenham at the time and how reliant they are on Harry Kane because they were so flaccid in their match. And we were, <laughs> we, <laughs> I got Mel with that one. Yeah, you did. And, we, <laughs> and we, I was talking about the, the amount of teams that are absolutely reliant on one player and Lester is one of them and Jamie Vardy. Um, I, we had a host of others um, that, that we spoke about, but it was, it, it's absolutely the truth, it, you know, that, that there are a multitude of teams that are fully reliant on one fucking player. Um, so that's now, it. Now the, and what's interesting though, is that because in recent form, even when Vardy was healthy, Barnes and Madison have been doing all the scoring and Barnes and Madison has still been doing all the scoring without him, but it's just, it's, it's that but he's a focus for right. the defense. That's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. It's the fact that the, the central defenders look at Iozzi Perez and go, eh, you don't scare me. Right. So here's, here's what it was. I just looked it up. 18 shots for Lester, eight on target, seven shots on target for Leeds on just eight shots. So they only had one shot off target. They yeah. were quite clinical in this game. 50.8% possession from Lester, 49.2 from Leeds. So it was dead fucking even this yeah. game and leads were just more clinical. That's just how it rolls. I mean, Lester were pushing the issue and left themselves open. Two of the goals were absolutely counterattacks. Um, um, but it, it, which is what they usually do to it's to what Leeds teams. does, but, but you need, but you need to be ready for that against leads. Like leads is leads is going to push the action in the minute you make a mistake. They're going to capitalize on it. That's how they fucking play you. So you no, need absolutely. to be ready for that. But Leicester is known for their counterattacking style, right? Because Vardy's so quick and makes great decisions in a split second. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't there to do that. So when they were on the front foot, you just felt like they lacked impetus. Absolutely. And then on the counter, they also lacked impetus because they didn't have Jamie Vardy on the fucking field. And that's just how it went. Now, um, I'm going to say this now, but this applies for all three, all three of the matches. It is clear these three teams, they're fighting for fourth, fifth, and sixth. And and don't look now, seventh and eighth are right on your fucking ass. And seventh mm-hmm. and eighth happen to be fucking Chelsea and Arsenal. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's West Ham's technically in front of all of those three teams currently. But if that's what you're battling for, understand the competition around you is real fuck hard. And there's only going to be so many spots that get you into uh, that get you into Europe, and they need to be very aware of that. And all three of these teams, these were epic stumbles this week. These are all games they absolutely, positively should have won because you're a professional team playing to get the goal of Europe. Absolutely, and we we didn't mention it when we talked about West Ham, but they lost at absolutely the right time because pretty much everyone around them except Chelsea. Lost their game. Yeah, no, no points. And Arsenal drew. They didn't pick up that much right, ground. On so them. yeah, Arsenal gains a point. Chelsea gains three. But that's it. Nobody else gained on you. You're right. Everybody else lost their game. So <laughs> West Ham, who are one of the foreign form teams in the Premier League, mm-hmm. um, absolutely lost at the right time. You know, we talk about you know Tottenham's crash in March uh, in February, Arsenal's crash in March that are traditional. 
those usually coincide with the teams in and around them winning, winning. all of their fucking games. Yeah, winning a lot of the so, games. Yeah. Normally, so you normally lose. beating Arsenal in those games. <laughs> yeah, so you lose so much ground in, in just three or four games, right? Because they're all essentially six-pointers. They win when you lose, right? Yep. And West Ham chose the week to lose where everybody else also lost and Arsenal mm-hmm. only drew. So that can only help their confidence and help their chances <laughs> where they didn't lose too much ground. Precisely. Um, Spurs only managed one fucking shot in the first half. Well. One I- fucking shot. Like, this is a yep. jo- I I get it. Jose's a defensive guy, but I can't imagine like Jose the steam coming out of his ears at the end of the first half in the fucking in the dressing room. One shot against the seventeenth place team. Well, there was there was one moment. one shot. It may have been in the second half. There was a moment, uh, I think it may have been in the second half, but I th- and I'm pretty sure it was Alder Virel, but I might be wrong, surging forward from uh, the center defense and running out of options because the only person in front of him was Sawn. I don't know if you remember this. And he center, lost the ball the, and then the, turned the around. Center back. Is and he the turned around and place he, forward. Yeah. If, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my hands. But he turned around and looked at his team goes, where the fuck are you? Like this. And held his hands up in front of his... Even Gareth Bale was behind him. It was like, what are you guys doing? And it's hard. They have to... Um, Spurs need to try to open up and use their strengths, which is Son's pace, Bergvine's pace, uh, and hold up play, to be honest. He's a, he's a strong lad. Um, but they just don't do it for whatever reason. They don't do it. And I I think you're right. It's absolutely Jose. Excuse me again. God damn. Jose's <laughs> fault. I'm trying to gear up for the transfer recap at the end of this. <laughs> so I'm a little gassy. And uh, I think it's mostly Jose's tactics. And what Mark said to me, what Spurs Mark said to me on uh, via text um, was, where Jose's got to go. He's taken us backwards from Pochettino. And we now have more weapons. Mm. And I said, you're absolutely right, mate. It's, it sucks. The, what you're, what I'm watching sucks. But what I will say as an Arsenal supporter is it's absolutely fucking glorious. It's funny. See, now I, I take a very different approach. I think that he has a team full of people who don't know how to fucking win. And don't put in the fucking effort. And I- yeah, but that's in Spurs DNA, mate. And I, I'll tell you something. Spoiler alert again: if you haven't seen All or Nothing on uh, on Amazon Prime, the Spurs documentary with Harry Kane, it was fucking nothing. Um, now without Harry Kane, it's fucking nothing again. All or Nothing, the sequel, still nothing. So quick, quick shout about the um, uh, uh, for Brighton here. This is a big step towards safety. And uh, it absolutely is. Well, but they didn't have to do much to earn it. No, but they they did. Here's here's the thing that you have to give credit to Potter and to Brighton for because it's the My thing I've been team? most I've been the most critical of. No, fuck off. Is <laughs> they 
they play very expansive, very attacking, very free-flowing ball. And I said, they can't play an ugly game. They just played a very ugly game and they just fucking won against the mastermind of fucking ugly games. Um, They were on top the entire time. There was, I think there was a post hit at one point. Lloris made an absolute fantastic save uh, at a different stage of the game. Brighton were on top in this game from start to fucking finish. It was the same shit after halftime from Tottenham that it was in the first half. Mm -hmm. They managed only one tame shot on target that Sanchez ate right up. It was absolutely abysmal. And with the quality players at Tottenham, fuck, what was it? Two years ago, they were in the Champions League fucking final against Liverpool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Two years ago against Liverpool, they were in the fucking Champions League final. All right. Got to keep it rolling because uh, really the game was kind of shit and didn't, doesn't deserve much more talking points. Um, um, no, speaking, I agree. Speaking of another game that was utter shit and doesn't deserve very many talking points, I finally got what I wanted as an Everton fan, which was DCL up top, Richie on the left, Awobi on the right. James right behind. I'm like, this is going to be great. This is going to be expansive offense. It's going to be fun to watch. And Everton fucked completely off. (laughs) So um, the only thing that I really wrote of serious note at all was Everton were flat. Yeah, they were terrible. They were terrible. Everything else were jokes about sales on sausage rolls. Steve Bruce viewed Everton as a a Tesco express. (laughs) Took what he wanted and got the fuck out of there. Uh, And calling you Sam Stradamus this time, because the name doesn't have to change with us, which is brilliant. No, it doesn't. Uh, And Callum Wilson's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Wilson's an (laughs) asshole. He did a great job of it. Um, a, A little a little critical of the officiating just because I mean, John Joe Shelby literally grabs Hamez by the neck and pulls him to the ground and doesn't get a card. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then that kind of set precedent for the all of, and honestly, beautifully executed by Newcastle. Cause this is what you do. Oh, the ref's not going to call that. Well, let's keep fucking fouling the shit out of them and yeah, see what we can get away going. with. And, yeah. and it wasn't until like the fifth person that fouled him that finally got a yellow card in the second half. Hamez goes and fouls one guy right near the end of the game, gets a straightaway yellow. He just turns around. He goes first one, first one. <laughs> like, I saw that. Yeah. Just, and that, that had me written all over it, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. And, um, and also the Newcastle uh, tactics, if you will, if you want to call them that, uh, had me written all over them. Oh, you're going to let me get away with that? Oh, Fuck yeah. oh, oh, you let me grab him by the shoulder and throw him on the ground and horse tack a horse collar him? Great. I'm kicking him in the fucking knee the next time. Got oh, it. you let me yeah. get away with that? I'm throwing no an elbow problem. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you let me get away with that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see what I can push the fucking buttons with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's just, that was very disheartening just because. Everton were just they they were not good. They looked bad. There was well, not the first a single half, I really think was, good was pretty even. It was really the introduction of Saint Maximon that changed the game. Um and he's that type of player and and this was one of the clubs I mentioned with with Spurs Mark on the text. Uh 
was there absolutely reliant on Alan St. Maximon, period. Yeah, absolutely. Newcastle, absolutely. live and die by St. Maximon. And he has had a terrible time uh, with his, I, I believe he COVID. had COVID. It was bad. Yeah, bad I believe COVID. he had COVID. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah, he was and out he's for, still for not almost fully two match months. fit, which is why he's only featured from the bench. Right. These last couple games. But he was out for, what, a month and a half? Yeah. So uh, this one goes out to all the uh, two Castle fans out there. Oh, by the way, you said we had an email from Keith. What, what was that? Um, oh, that's right. I'm going to go ahead and throw back my Keith's shot email. as you uh, yeah. write your, Th- as this you will read be the, the perfect docile tones for you to drink to. Uh, interesting note from Mr. Houston. Steve Bruce won the double of over Everton for the first time in 28 years. I'm not sure what would bother me more as an Everton fan, knowing my team lost to that guy or knowing that it keeps happening. And yes, I know he is the manager of my team. I keep hoping to wake up from that nightmare. Either way, have a good show, boys. Uh, uh, Yes, why do we keep losing to that cunt? Definitely goes through my brains. Um, (laughs) That team, uh, that Newcastle is definitely our bogey team right now, Uh, particularly from, you know, the the game where Pickford got the penalty and saved it, and then we still ended up losing to him. Then go back to last season, the 2 nothing lead that we lost in the last 90 seconds of extra time. Um, couple that with this match, the, the first match of this season, which was ugly as hell, and this match, which was ugly as hell. And again, the credit goes to Newcastle for showing something. The sad part is, is that it's not even what Bruce did. They hired a new assistant coach. Well, that and a yeah, lot like, of the pundits are giving credit to the assistant coach. And, and well, I'll just give you the the other kind of somewhat joke in my notes was um, I'm not sure where Steve Bruce got the idea to play with energy and take risks, but it absolutely paid off for once. Yeah. <laughs> By the like, way, it just hey guys, uh, try to do something. It, it, it's and I imagine that's what a halftime team talk is at Newcastle United. Yeah, hey, probably. just try some shit. Try something. See see how it goes for you. Um, this taste, uh, the Malort tastes very much like uh, eating up after um, Mike Ashley in a fucking <laughs> fucking fireplace. That's for fuck sure. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Palace one, Wolves nil. West Brom 2, Fulham 2, Villa 1, Southampton 0, Chelsea 2, Burnley 0. So Palace needed a win. They got a nice little win. I mean, this is exactly a result that they're going to need that just assures they're going to stay up. And that's exactly what you want to do. I I wouldn't call this a nice win. I would call it a win. Okay. Yes. Uh, I have a uh, note from uh, Jan Jan. Oh, famous Crystal Uh-oh. Palace supporter, Jan, Janice Millman. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure she knew the answer to this question, but mm-hmm. she texted me and she went, Palace won. How did Sam's team do? Uh-oh. Fuck you, Jan. <laughs> uh, I Really, I said this game started quite cagey. Just one shot in the opening 22 minutes. Palace grew into the game a bit more and started creating a bit and expressing themselves in their football. But the cutting edge is lacking. Then I wrote, this game is shit. (laughs) No shots on target in the first half at all and none from Wolves, period. Ugh. 
And then I said, finally, Wolves got a shot on 55 minutes as they finally begin to take the onus. But as they broke through on the 60th minute, uh, as Palace weathered the storm. Uh, Sam, Um, I just want to let you know, as we're doing the Zoom, and when you said they scored on the 55 minute, Mel was holding up a sign that said 55 minutes as your head was playing right down. So we need to be a little bit quicker about this. Or honestly, this game doesn't deserve much else than that. No, Obviously, it that was it. Uh, it was, wolves, it, wolves were toothless. It was pitiful. Wolves did uh, bet in their new their new signing, which we'll talk about here in the transfer window in a few moments. Uh, obviously, you can't expect a new signing to score you a goal right away, but at least they've got some experience up top now at striker, which should greatly improve their side or at least help them. Moving into West Brom and Fulham. Uh, does this match really benefit either one of them? I don't think a point helps either one. Not really, no. But it it does in the sense that it's not a loss. Yeah, somebody didn't gain three points on them. But with well, Brighton gained Brighton, two. But. Brighton won, right? Brighton won. Newcastle won, and uh, Burnley lost, but they won one earlier in the week. Now suddenly, Brighton, the closest team to the drop zone, has a six point no, I'm five point lead. On, right. on yeah, Fulham. Yeah, yeah. Now, in terms of that, yes. But they can both be happy that they didn't lose the game. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic game. It was devoid of a bit of quality at the end. Yeah. Uh, F- Fulham, uh, final ball, I mean. Fulham should have put that thing away in the first half. They had absolutely so should've. many chances. They had a lot of chances. Uh, but that pass uh, for... Fulham's second goal was absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, it was. On the level of Jordan Shakiri uh, and deserves a mention. It was uh, West Brom were obviously at sixes and sevens to start the game. And it was a halftime Big Sam team talk of fucking play simple. Hey, try playing on the front foot. Yeah, I and they that, did. And that it first paid goal off was just two a, minutes after the second, uh, a, a second half. A simple cross. A simple cross. Boom. You know, nice yeah, and easy. Easy. Hey, Easy. Uh, I I actually got the uh, chance to zoom in with the uh, Fulham and the South crew. So and, Jason, Jason, and and the whole crew, and had had a blast uh, watching the match with them. Mm-hmm. But it's for them. I I even said it to them. I'm like, you got to start getting threes. It can't keep being ones, man. Like the the, the especially they can't considering, be losses where oh we played well. Yeah, we can't keep doing that. And we, I don't and, give a shit about them. And there's still we, three teams that could fall into that into that uh, relegation battle. And I think Newcastle was smoke and mirrors. I mean, obviously we gave them the opportunity to win and they won. I don't think they're going to win many more. So they're going to be there. But at some point, Fulham, you have to fucking win games. You go up one nothing. You dominated the fucking entire first half. Mm-hmm. And then you pissed off in the first two minutes of the second half. That is the kind of mental breakdown you can not let happen. And that right there in a microcosm, if they go down, they can look at this week and this is the week why they went down. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Uh, Harrison Reed was the one that played that ball, by the way. Oh yeah. Double checking my notes was fantastic. And Yvonne Caballero uh, with the diving header to score it. That they, was that was two subs. They were both made at the exact same time. They came right in and then boom. But for for Big Sam, it's it's I think for him a point earned 
to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, because in the the way in which Fulham dominated uh, a majority of the game, in my opinion, and it was all down to his substitution. It was Diang that came on and fucking changed the game for West Brom. Yep. Started taking it to them, and, and he had uh, either, I think he had one assist, and then he had a hockey assist, uh, the, the old pass before the pass, you know, and, and Diang was... Diang was excellent in this game uh, when he finally came on and he changed it for West Brom. I think he's going to be a nailed on starter uh, for the remainder of the season. All right. So moving on to Villa and Southampton Villa rebound from their loss against, uh, against Burnley. Although one would say VAR saved their ass twice. So Mel stop fucking bitching about the Jack crystal palace VAR because your ass got saved by by a fucking handball that was clearly a handball from no, Matty Cash. No, it was. And then Matty was, Cash's ass, apparently, his thin okay. little ass made somebody be off sides. It was, it was uh, near his wrist. It may have grazed the hair sticking up because he was so excited. He patted but it down. VAR rightfully <laughs> ruled it legit. Uh, as for the other bit, we are just damn lucky it was Maddie Cash and not John McGuinn. Uh, McGinn has a big McGinn. old ass. McGinn has a big old booty. Ming's yeah, Ming, that old donkey, huh? Uh, in, oh, in, yeah. a, in a funny Twitter thing, <laughs> Ming's definitely put up a picture of um, it was yep. um, from SpongeBob SquarePants. It was Patrick with the big ass yep. sticking out, but <laughs> Ming's face <laughs> on it. <laughs> I saw that. He was like, thank God it wasn't me. I say, uh, I think uh, Villa, much like their fucking game, their Twitter game is strong. Yeah. Well, it's. uh, I I do think that rightfully should have been a draw. I really think that offsides at the end was, was on. I, I mean, we're, we're literally judging it much like, much like last season when we're judging it by the emblem sticking off of the side of a cleat, we judged that one by literally a sleeve, like where his sleeve landed on his arm is where they decided. I believe there was a comment in Drunkard United FC, which you can find on Facebook, um, where somebody was comparing the Bruno not call, uh, for a red uh, where how do we look at this and not see it? This is fucking ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But we measure Danny Ings by the length of a gnat's cock. Yeah. G-N-A-T, a gnat, right. like the fly gnat. <laughs> we measure uh, Danny Ings offsides by a gnat's cock, and, uh, and he's a judge to be offside. I understand the frustration. <laughs> yep. I just want to say best line of the commentators, but that is the posterior of cash. Yes. He, he was kept, he was offsides by the posterior of cash and fat ass. Uh, Chelsea beat Burnley. Um, hey, can I real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah. Ross Barkley took a break from eating crayons and had a moment <laughs> of clarity and headed into superb goal. I, I, I even say that. I, I told Mel when he had it in, I went, green crayons taste the best. And she was like, what's that all about? And I told her the whole blockhead thing. And she's like, oh, that's kind of sad. I go, I used to think it was sad when he played for Everton. Now I relish in it. Yeah, no, he's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Crayon tastes yummy. Um, 
Chelsea Burnley. We're going to get sued at some point. You know that, right? <laughs> Hold on. It, it, he's a Chelsea player. Allegedly. We're <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> so fi- uh, finally, uh, Chelsea, kind of funny that it's two out of favor veteran fullbacks that score both the goals, not all the big money signings that they brought in. Well, part of the, what I think I saw um, afterwards here was months ago, which I'm surprised we didn't catch wind of, uh, to be honest. Marco Alonso was subbed at halftime, I think in like mid-October, maybe November. And he went instead of the dressing room uh, or the fucking stands where he's supposed to be, he watched the rest of the game in the bus. Wow. Packed his shit up, got on a bus, and watched the game on his phone or in the coach TV. Really? Uh, and Frank Lampard was like, fuck you, you're not going to disrespect me. I think Frank went way too far with it, if you want uh, to be honest. Sure, he needs to be disciplined. Absolutely okay. But frozen out for two, three months over that? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a bit much. You know what I mean? Send a message, drop him for two weeks, fine. No problem. But you 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 freeze him out for what, I mean, and this season especially, in a condensed schedule, you're freezing him out for what, 9, 10, 12, 15 games, whatever it is, in that time frame, in that two months. And, it, and it's like, eh. You're, you're kind of going a bit overboard, and now maybe I'm starting to see why <laughs> Roman let you go. Maybe, maybe Frank wasn't ready for the job. Bit. Yeah, you're sticking to your morals a little bit too much. Send a message and fuck off. You don't need to 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 grip that point so you know so vehemently. You know what I mean? So so, uh- but Tuchel. Tuchel comes in and the team looks like they give a shit. They look like they have an idea about them. And maybe some of those anonymous players that came forward are right. I, I Maybe he didn't have any tactics. I, I also still think like, oh, suddenly now you're playing. Well, what? You weren't playing before? That You're still a professional. You're still fucking getting a fucking paycheck. Do your fucking job. No, I'm with you. Yeah, No, the effort is different than the plan. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. And as we took a quick pause, they even managed to figure out a way to stick in yet another fucking dick joke from yes, our boy. Yes, we did stick in another dick joke. <laughs> yes. For our boy, uh, Jizz Horncrown, is it, or Horncastle? Horn Camp. Horn Wait. Camp. Okay. Horn Camp. Yeah. I'm, I'm signing up for that summer uh, camp. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'll be on a plane June 1st to spend a week. In the Dutch countryside at Horn Camp. I mean, it's it's no Prague-ish pastry, but <laughs> some jizz in, da- in, in Holland could be fun. Anywho. That's fucking brilliant. You and I both lost. Uh, Pat pushed and uh, Kitty hit. So, Graham, it was nice to see you um, up for less than a week. And then you jinxed yourself by picking my team and you jinxed me as well. And now you find yourself at minus 165. What do you have this week? That's okay. I got a three-part parlay to make that right up. Uh, Arsenal to beat Wolves uh, on Tuesday. Man U to beat Southampton and Liverpool to beat Brighton gave me 
plus 337. So I'll be right back in a positive with no issues, uh, I'm sure. Excellent. All right. Well, so Pat can't join us tonight because he was nappy. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It A Week. Again. Yeah, pick it, picking it up and putting it down is real hard. He's fucking nappy. <laughs> he was nappy. <laughs> Nothing to write home about. Well, the weekend should have been a prosperous one for me, but since Tottenham had, had shit the bed, I'm right where I started off at, at 771. Remember, he risked 1500 to win 200 and I guarantee you it was squeaky bum time because city only won one nil. So I know, right. And Southampton or uh, Southampton, Sheffield United have chances. Sorry the red stripes always throw me. Yeah. So, uh, so for the midweeks, I'm going to play small. I will take Wolverhampton over Arsenal at plus 243 and parlay that with Manchester United against South minus one against Southampton at minus one forty for just fifty dollars, and I will uh, pay off for two forty four if I hit. And let's say Man U pushes and I still hit the Wolves bet, it pays out two uh, one twenty one fifty. So it sounds like he says he's parlaying it. But then he's also taking them separately as well. So well, that's what he's doing. And he says, hope you guys have a great week. And I will talk to you later. Well, he does sound very tired because that was completely incoherent. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it really was. And I would, if he had called in, we could get real explanation because. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some clarity on that before we uh, adjust the old numbers uh, yeah. come next week. Wow, I am on a massive slide right now, Sam, and uh, did all the math. I was down three fifty five on Thursday. I'm now down four fifty five, and so I'm uh, still winning, is what you're saying, right? But but Sam, it's been documented in Vegas that I have a record of two hundred and thirty eight and four in February when Graham rides a peloton during a snowstorm. So everything is gonna be all right. Big Sam's. Lock of the week. Mr. Graham, 26% of the time, it works 100% of the time. You know it, baby. You weren't ready for those hard facts that I gave you. I'm telling you, I'm documented in Vegas, baby. In Vegas. You want a fact? Uh-huh. I haven't read the Peloton in two weeks. Oh, my God. You're going to get D-back tattooed on your asshole. No, I changed my diet, mate. I'm still down three pounds. Yeah, but you got to be 10 to not get it tattooed on your asshole. I've been eating salads. <laughs> yeah, well, again, you're going <laughs> to need to uh, get it down a little bit more than that if you don't want to get your asshole tattooed. Also figured out my body doesn't always process super greens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep, because they, they look about the same when they come out. And we're going to keep on rolling. <laughs> um, this week, I am going to take... Mikel Antonio to score and the under two and a half goals in the Villa match. That is at plus 950. So it has to be a 1-1 draw or a 1-0 West Ham win. Well, yeah, with Antonio scoring. And Anton uh, Antonio scores the goal. Yep. I'm going for a 1-1 Antonio scores. Now, the saving grace you have is if he doesn't play for whatever reason, it that gets pushes pushed. no matter what. Absolutely gets pushed. Um, that's the one saving grace you have. <clears throat> ah, 
Because I, I think Villa fucks. Uh, and I think Villa jizzes all over your face like Horn Camp. Oh, yeah. Villa's definitely going to fuck you over with that bet. Now, initially, initially, I had written that was a great segment, but because of YouTube. I really also hope it's no. Courtney Haas that does it because <laughs> no. he's the boss Haas. <laughs> it it okay. wasn't a great segment. I mean, it wasn't when we got to the Super Greens part. Then it, it just went That's down. not a great show. I mean, we're mediocre at best. Come on. Let's be honest. <laughs> I've I've been perfectly fine. And I've been prepping you, which we'll get to, and I'm okay with it. But, You're grooming me. But, I'm 15 years younger than you are, mate. Yes, I am grooming you, Sam. I'm grooming you for an awesome fucking segment. But we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. Well, Kitty is inching her way to 500 and currently sits at 10 and 11. So, you know, we've had some winter storms this weekend, and it appears our snowbirds hate the snow. Well, I went up this week, and Kitty refused to come out, so I had to go into the coop. Now, I don't know how, but Kitty actually has more square feet than our place, Sam. It's a fucking mansion. It's a fucking mansion in that coop. They wouldn't let me into the back room, but I'm pretty sure she's got a sauna back there, because I saw Rita coming out with a towel around her neck, and they quickly shut the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not before I gave Kitty Liverpool hosting Brighton. Now, uh, Kitty showed me a picture of her and Dr. Dre at court one of Wimbledon watching Caroline Wozniak play. Hold, hold on. So Dre Dre gets down with Who tennis? alive when Caroline Wozniak was playing? Dre, Apparently Dre, Kitty was. <laughs> Dre, Dre's a tennis fan. Well, apparently both Caroline and Dre are big Liverpool fans. So Kitty is picking the red to win. Hopefully Kitty doesn't take the old slide over the next few weeks uh, like the drainage hill that Penny uh, rode down today. On- <laughs> oh, yes. Chickens, chickens on Ice. That's a new show coming to YouTube. And everyone, please do remember to always gamble legally and responsibly. It was quite the week in fantasy. Uh, I doubled up, uh, almost doubled up, I'm sorry, Gekko, 52 to 31. Lindsay just edged out Big Sam, 45 to 42. Smokey just lost out to Rob, 45 to 44. JB edged out Alberto 19 to 17. Uh, Russ, Russ almost uh, actually more than doubled up. Chris 35 to 15. Uh, Ray won again at 42 to 28 over Taylor. Uh, Keith edged out Kenny 39 to 36. And Brody uh, just kind of edged out Elliot 42 to 32. That leaves us at Ray in first position, uh, which is a very strange thing to say out loud, to be honest with you. JB in second place. They remain where they were. Allen up to third. Me up to fourth after five in a row. Uh, Smokey down to fifth. Sorry, mate. Uh, Keith in sixth. Elliot in seventh. Alberto in eighth. Big Sam in ninth, which all remain where they were from last week. Lindsay up to 10th. Her highness uh, is mediocre. 
Rob in <laughs> 11th, uh, up to 11th. Taylor dropped down to 12th. Kenny in 13th. Chris in 14th. Uh, David Geckel uh, in 15th. And Russ still social distant. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. He's tied with David. He's actually hugging him right now. They're both tied on 18 points. And those bottom four remain in the same spot that they were from last week. That is all I have to say, my friends. All right. So we're going to do real quick. I want you to throw in your parting words, and then I'm going to hijack this thing before uh, I let the wild animal loose. Sammy, any parting words? Yes. Uh, we oftentimes like to call out cuntbags for the awkward and terrible shit that they do, um, depending on which side of the coin you fall. Uh this week, I would like to take my opportunity to highlight a very special occasion, and that is um, something we talked about before, Leeds fans being cunts towards Karen Carney. Mm -hmm. This time, I would like to uplift Karen Carney and mention that she was the first international broadcast <laughs> color commentator for the English Premier League uh, via NBC Sports. Um, in her part in uh, the game that she commented on. That was uh, Palace and Wolves. Um, Palace Wolves. I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> didn't write it down. Uh, uh, behind the curtain, we were finishing Googling facts about this case uh, just before we talked about it. I didn't have a chance to write it down. Uh, so um, there's been plenty of American uh, female pundits, uh, as mo most famously would be Julie Foudy, who has done both Absolutely. men's and women's World Cups. And she is fantastic. Phenomenal. And I've gotten to meet her in person. Phenomenal. And she is fantastic. I mean, one of the one of the just greatest, nicest people in the world. And, uh, but in this instance, this was, this game was broadcast all over the world. You know, as we know, United States, obviously with NBC sports. And then also of course, uh, China are two very huge international customers. And so this is the first time a female color, uh, and analyst has managed to call a game on an international level, uh, a men's men's game specifically on an international level. So uh, props to her. Absolutely. And I, I just want to remind everybody that uh, sports and games and politics and life in general <laughs> and um, pretty much every facet of everything all of us ever go through are experienced by 100% of us. Guys, girls, kids, trans, gays, lesbians, uh, and all the other pluses that go along with that crew as well. Okay. Yep. So all of us can learn the rules, learn styles of play, learn tactics, learn all of those things and fucking talk about them. And it's okay to hear somebody do that. So remind yourself to not be a cunt and, don't give somebody abuse because they're a woman or because they're gay or because they're trans or because they're anything else. And just hear their thoughts on the game as a fucking human being that learned the fucking game, period. Well, End and, of story. And it's Karen, easy. It's and, easy. It all boils down to the same fucking thing. <laughs> Don't be a cunt. Well, and Karen played 
on an international level. She played for her country. How many of you fat slobs played for your country? Yeah. Get your mind out your mom's basement. Yeah. Okay. Get your mind out your mom's basement and just listen to the insight of a fucking professional footballer, international level footballer, World Cup winning footballer. She's English. Actually, yeah, English. She? No, no World Cup. She never won a World Cup. I apologize. I'll do my due diligence next. I won't do my due diligence next time. All right. You know what? I'm cutting you off. You know why I'm cutting you off? I'm a cunt. I don't do. Uh, just take take the shit for what it is. Okay. Just take the insight and live vicariously through somebody that's been through it. Period. End what? of story. All right. It's okay. Graham, shut up. I'm setting you up for your big moment. Here's your big moment, killer. Okay. Just be quiet. Suck on your vape. You'll be okay. All right. Boys and girls, I know the show's run a little long. The reason why the show's run a little bit long is because I've been making Sam drink lots and lots of whiskey in his comfortable abode because, yes, boys and girls, today ended the transfer window. And that means what we've long been waiting for. The Samuel Graham Transfer Drunken Recap. Here we go, killer. The floor is yours. All right. Let me get set up here. Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> They've brought Starts in. Starts with an A. A for Arsenal. Yay. <laughs> They've brought in Martin Udegaard. Mm-hmm. But apparently, in the introduction video, he says you can pronounce it Odegaard, and that's okay with him. Okay. I'm Norwegian. One of the weirdest introduction videos. I'm I'm Norwegian. I get it. You can't pronounce my name. I'm just going to let you get away with it. (laughs) Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, We've also brought in Omar Rekik. Because apparently we have to do it twice. Yes, you do. Uh, We also also brought back from Rochdale on loan uh, to Laji Bola. Um, That's a very unfortunate name. If you say it too fast, uh, it, Graham, it's Talaji Bola. It's the first team, and you're already having troubles, man. <laughs> first team, you're already Talaji having troubles. Bola, do you get it? Yes, I get it. Come on, killer. Come on. Let's do All this. All right, good. Matt Ryan, we brought in from Brighton on loan to sit on the bench <laughs> and do nothing for 100000 a week. You know what? Uh, we it's... let go, of, uh, notably, mm-hmm. of Mezzarozil. So England's Fortnite uh, downloads are going to go down. As a country, for sure. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, uh, of course, went on loan to West Brom, uh, which I think is is good for him because he deserves gonna some play. minutes, in he's my gonna, opinion. He, he's going to play. Should have been playing from the first team, yeah. And he, and he has to play tough minutes because it's a team trying to stay up. Like, he gets to learn what that's Absolutely. all about. That's a, that's a good thing for a kid uh, to learn. 100%. Joe Willick went to Newcastle on loan. Not sure what he's going to learn there, but how to clip a Tesco coupon. Uh, but he's going to Newcastle. Uh, Skodra Mustafi, we uh, let go. Um, we canceled this contract um, by mutual consent, which we were all calling for about two years ago, but nobody would fucking listen. Uh, mm-hmm. He went to Schalke. Uh, William Saliba, notably, who we bought from uh, Saint Etienne. 
uh, who was supposed to be, I think it was St. Etienne. I might be wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, it was St. Uh, who was supposed to be our savior at center back at 19 years old, uh, has not featured for the club in a first team game besides a friendly and is going to Nice on loan back in France. Uh, he was St. Etienne uh, last season too, right? He went back to St. Etienne last so. season yeah, yeah, yeah. and then playing for Nice. It, when we bought him, yeah. We bought him and immediately loaned him back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kalajanac went back to Schalke on loan, not back to, went to Schalke on loan, um, who's not been in favor with Mikel Arteta. Uh, Socrates left by mutual consent, Matt Macy, long serving, and this is the only reason it's important, long serving third string center back, uh, um, goalkeeper, not center back, I'm sorry, uh, went to the old Ibs, which is why ah, that's important. I love it. Um, and if you want to, actually, I think we sold him permanently. It says Hibs undisclosed here. Oh, that's so a if, sell. If you want to catch up with the Hibs, uh, all you have to do is follow us on www.patreon.com backslash du football show, uh, where Hibs are a heroin uh, in taking support group of this Scottish Premier League team, the first Catholic club in Scotland, might mm. I add. Iberian um, means you can do Catholic. that on. On injury time. Mm-hmm. All right. Five bucks a month. That's all you got to do. You get injury time. All right. Uh, Daniel Ballard left. To, no one cares about that. Matt Smith. Zeke Medley. I don't even know who that is. Don't got to go through all the Fuck names. It. Arsenal's done. Uh, Aston Villa, you brought in Morgan Sanson from Marseille for $14 million. Oh, yeah. Never I heard of that's him. Uh, Killian Sanson's uh, brother. <laughs> Never heard of him. Oh, he plays for Mar- uh, Marcel in France. And his yeah, brother, say, yeah, yeah, and his brother is also a big French player named Killian. Okay, good. I heard he has a a very nice old school red Irish lager. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> bought bought by an American company, so kind of got uh, you know watered down over the years. Um, yeah, Sam- we'll get it all in there. Right? Sanson coming in, Sanson coming family. in has had a lot to do with uh, uh, Arahan being loaned. They just wanted to have a little bit of depth. And uh, yeah, that, that's why they brought in. So you Samson. finally get to pronounce Howerhan's name correctly, and he goes away from Villa. <laughs> yeah, he went that's to right. Swans, I believe, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's now playing with Swansea, the Swan. <laughs> so, Cyril, uh, the Swan. Thank you. Villa, Villa have let go of, and I've never heard of this player, but I'm going to mention it because I like his name. Is Louvre Kalinich. Uh, oh, yeah. He's going to Hayduk split on loan. And um, I think he's leaving because he needs to bring some culture to the new club. No, it's because he doesn't fuck. Well, his first name is Louvre, which is the best museum in the world. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Still doesn't <laughs> fuck, though. Well, okay. Uh, Tyreek Rate went to Walsall. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Uh, Connor Hurhan uh, went to Swansea, uh, which is all right for him, I guess. Um, I don't know why he ended up out of favor because I thought he was a decent player. Um, the old Indiana Vasilev, where do we think he's from? Went to Cheltenham. His name's Indiana. Uh, we, we we don't need to worry about them. Worry right, about and the- then Henri Lansbury, uh, right. former uh, formerly of Arsenal, was just released. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. Key outs, key outs. We don't need to worry about all the outs, okay? No, yeah, those are all key. 
Uh-oh, I dropped my iPad. <laughs> uh, Brayton brought in Mrs. Sayacido from Independiente de Valle, de Valle, I'm sorry, uh, for $4.5 million. Percy Tao uh, came in from Anderlecht. Oh, no. He was I'm, already I'm there. sorry. I'm a, sorry. That last one I need you to repeat for me because I think the first, last, and club name were all one word that you just one? said. The 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 last the the first guy that for Brighton. Uh, Moise Saicedo uh, was brought in from Independiente de Valle. Okay, cool. I'm satisfied. Thank you. Continue. Four point five million uh, they spent on him. Never heard of him. Don't know the fuck he does. Don't know the position he plays. Don't care. <laughs> uh, Percy Tao uh, came back from Anderlecht on loan. Uh, he was on loan at Anderlecht, came back to the club. Evan Ferguson came in for Bohemians uh, for an undisclosed fee. Interesting fact, uh, on USA um, last night, they just got, uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't USA, it was FX, actually just got Bohemian Rhapsody uh, on uh, on television production. So, there you oh, go. Well done. Look at that. Uh, they let go <laughs> of Warren O'Hara. Don't know who that is. Uh, Jason Malumbi, Victor Gayorkares. Don't care. Bernardo. Bernardo is important. Winter Real Salzburg on loan. Hey, Mel, uh, Matt I Ryan. Insist, please that get one. fresh air while this is going on. Right here. Yeah, go right ahead. Right. Oh, oh, Sam, continue. We're 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 fine. You do your thing, Carol. Yeah, so Matt Ryan came to it, Matt Ryan also also won T, which is off putting to be honest <laughs> for him to be joining my club. Fuck, uh, fuck any Matt with one T. Yeah, and then Glenn Murray going to Nottingham Forest for an undisclosed fee uh, <laughs> on a permanent. Sad to see the big man go um, back down to the championship. To be honest, he provided a, a lot of fun for us over the last couple of seasons. Oh yeah, uh, to be honest. Um, and then Max Sanders, the most American-sounding name on this list, I'm sure, uh, went to Lincoln for an undisclosed fee. Very good. Uh, as he drinks another whiskey. Uh, you should fill that whiskey up, by the way. I'm going to need to get more ice. <laughs> Have a little trouble there, huh? A bit. And I got to take a wee piss as well. All right. Well, uh, Burnley. They brought in Dora... Castelloe. <laughs> Costello from Galloway United. I don't know where he's from, to be honest. Costello. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> and how much was he for? I Undisclosed bet you, fee. I bet you the number wasn't very high. Yeah, probably right. It was uh, probably also pretty Burnley, low. So it's, it's probably sub two million, to be honest with you. Uh, they let go of Chris Con Clark, which is a fun name. Adam Phillips, nobody cares about Lucas Jensen or Bobby Thomas. No one knows who those people are. Chelsea didn't bring anyone in. Go piss and get yourself ice. Perfect. Feeling better, Graham? Yeah, a bit. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. Good, good, good. So you're all reloaded with whiskey. You're ready to just make a mockery of this whole transfer? A lot of pressure. There you relieved. go. Uh-huh. Go get him. Come on. More talkie. Chelsea out. Uh, Danny Drinkwater went to a Turkish club. Kasim Pasa? 
Jesus. Maybe? Not not even like uh, uh, Besticas or um, Fenerbahce, huh? I've never heard of this club before in my life. Wow. Casa Pasa, I think maybe is the way to pronounce it. They do a lot of the shush like the Portuguese do. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any special like characters on any of the letters. So I don't know what it is. Hashtag Brexit. Right. Uh, Charlie Brown, which is funny, went to MK Don's. <laughs> <laughs> they have a player named Charlie Brown on uh, Chelsea's books. Uh, Lucas Paisan and Fakaya Tamora left as well. Went to AC Milan on loan. It has to be decent. When are you getting a team, Frank? Come on, you cunt. Oh, yeah. sorry. You're not there anymore. You got <laughs> transferred to your couch. Uh, Crystal <clears throat> Palace. Brought in Jean-Philippe Mateta uh, from Moints uh, on loan. Uh, they let go of Brandon Perrick, Max Meyer. Uh, Max Meyer scored a couple decent goals. Left by mutual consent, no new club. Uh, that's important. Uh, Naya Kirby and Sam Woods. Uh, just because he's a Sam, he gets a mention. Went to Plymouth Argyle on loan. Everton, you brought in fucking no one. Uh you let go of Shinto soon. Uh, you finally caught Yannick Balassi on his bike and told him to fuck hey, off. Properly. Hey, Sammy, we did actually bring in someone. Uh, we brought in Joshua King. Listen, according to Sky Sports, you didn't do shit. Yeah, well, that was that was a last minute deal. We brought in Joshua King. That was the whole joke of when I said earlier that uh, um, Fulham needed a starting striker and we needed a backup striker, and we got our backup striker. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> Let's refresh the old page. Hit up. Oh, you also brought in Josh King. Hey, how about that? Uh, still doesn't even talk about the bloke you're talking about, though. I said Joshua King. You said Josh King? Yeah, that's who we brought I in. I said somebody else. No, just Josh, Josh King's King. not a striker. He's an attacking midfielder, uh, in he- my opinion. He they they list him as a striker. Okay, what do I know about this game? You know, I just have a podcast, and you know, played <laughs> yeah. for thirty you, years. And you know That's what? It. And and, and I it. and I know you know what? And I only have a podcast and have played for thirty five years. But you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right, Graham. Keep it rolling. All right. Our uh, who did we let go of? Uh, you finally caught up with Yannick Balassi uh, on his bicycle outside the stadium and made him fucking leave. Yeah. Uh, he went to Middlesbrough on loan. So you still own him, which yeah. is very fucking funny. Well, he, he has one more year on his contract. Basically, the idea is, is send him someplace, let him take care of the salary for one season, and hopefully we can finally just dump him. I uh, obviously do this uh, very drunk and very live. I don't do this uh, with any sort of research prior to. Um, do you know if Neil Warnock is still in charge of Middlesbrough? I believe he is. That's very funny. Um, <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. Because Neil will want him to run as ourself. And all he's been doing for about... 18 months is riding his bike around the fucking stadium 
uh, on Merseyside. That he has. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. You also let go of Matthew Pennington, Jared Barthway, uh, which is a, a, a player who came up through your academy. Uh, Barthway is, no, Barthway is alone. We did not let go of him. He's online. No, no, right. You, you learned him out, but uh, he's one of your academy players. Yeah? Uh, we brought him in. We brought him in from a lower oh, okay. league club a few seasons ago. Maybe but he was just young when he came in then. But he's he was one of the guys who played during Project Restart and did really fucking well. And yeah, then he yeah, got yeah. hurt in the preseason because we wanted to loan him initially, but he got hurt in the preseason and that didn't work out. We couldn't we couldn't loan him. So we finally got him back to being healthy. And obviously the big move, especially considering we got Mina, we've got Keen, we've got Holgate, and we've got Godfrey. We have plenty of center backs right now. So we we're gonna loan off our kids, you know, and get them out yeah, there. Of course. That's what we're gonna uh, do. You're also gonna loan off some old, well, Ellis Sims has to be a kid, but you're also loaning out Shank Tosun, um, who Every time you attempt to loan him, scores a goal and makes you think that he should still be here. Houston. Yeah. Observation. Yes. The drunker Graham gets, the worse his mic technique gets. Oh, he's trying to <laughs> eat the microphone right now. He's like, <laughs> like big surprise. I wish I'd gotten a picture of that. <laughs> so, uh, Graham, a little off the mic there, killer. You are like trying to swallow the microphone. Anyway, all right. Uh, go ahead. Before you all so rudely interrupt, I'm sorry. Chang Sotun went to Besiktas on loan, mm -hmm. uh, a real Turkish club. Uh, I don't know what you guys do. Oh, passing beers. Um, uh, Jonas Lasso, who knows who that is? John Joe Kenny's a big one. Uh, went to Celtic on loan. Uh, oh, Benny Benigneim Benigime went to Derby. Fantastic me. name that. Benigime. Went to, that's a fantastic name. He, but me, me. That makes me want to sing. Yeah, <laughs> that makes me want to sing like an old funk song. He is a big time hey, holding. Hey, <laughs> so he's he's a uh, defense defensive midfielder who got a lot of run when Big Sam was here because he likes defensive midfielders. There you go. Um, Anthony Gordon went to Preston on loan, and then Shank Tosun went uh, to Besiktas on loan again. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> you loaned him out twice to mm -hmm. Besiktas, according to Sky Sports. <clears throat> um, did you mention Bernard, or did that not get listed? That's not listed. Uh, Bernard they, they apparently did mention is Cheng Tosun literally twice. I'm on Sky Sports yeah. right now. They uh, Cheng Tosun went to Besiktas twice because they hate him that much at Everton. Uh, Bernard is apparently going to a um, Saudi Arabian team because they're going to pick up all of his dollars. Is really what because it comes down Bernard to. Because Bernard loves a pound note. Mm -hmm. uh, Fulham they brought in Josh Maja uh, from Bordeaux on loan. Uh, Bordeaux is the uh, made famous by a very awkward video where Lauren Koscielny took off an Arsenal shirt uh, in his debut video for Bordeaux to reveal a Bordeaux shirt. So go fuck yourselves. Uh, Josh Maja, don't care. Uh, oh, this is a fun name. Niskens. Niskens Cabano. <laughs> Went from Fulham to Middlesbrough on loan. Stephen Johnson, QPR, and Matt O'Reilly went to MK Dons for an undisclosed fee. Leeds didn't bring anyone in, but they loaned. Nope. One, two, three, four. Loaned five players uh, and sold two. 
of people that I've never even heard of. <laughs> fun name, fun name though. Rafa Mujica went to Las Palmas. Well said. All right. Uh, let's go to the next one. Lester brought in Matty James from Barnsley. Oh, no, they, they already owned him. That was the end of his loan deal. And Philip Benkovich uh, brought in from Cardiff um, on the end of his loan deal. Although they did sell Damari Gray, uh, actually, who was probably their 11th man two years ago. Um, yeah. And some of last season. They sold Damari Gray to Byron Leverkusen, which I think is actually a pretty decent move for him. It's a good, good club. Leverkusen is constantly in the uh, in the Champions League, and they're always in a top four or five discussion of the Absolutely. Bundesliga. Absolutely, and if you're if you're an older bloke and you look at their badge, it'll remind you to take your aspirin. Uh, Philip Benkovic uh, went to O H O Leuven. It's O H. Don't know who the fuck that is. I don't <laughs> okay. care. I don't know who that player is. That team name, pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I'll right. take that on board. Uh, and then they also got rid of. I love African names. I fucking love African names. You just marvelous hate Eastern marvelous Europe. Marvelous success. Um, yeah, I, no, 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 no. It's marvelous Nakamba, and it's Isaac. Great success. Oh, that's right. It's uh, Mar. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I put them together. I put them together. This dude's name is Admiral Musque. That's, that's that's okay. That's okay, racist. You're gonna go ahead and combine uh, not a racist all black people all. look alike. I hear you. All black people's names sound alike. You're racist. It's okay. I didn't say that. Ride your Peloton, you racist. You're perfectly fine. <laughs> I made a mistake, and it's an honest mistake. That's it. This guy's name is Admiral Musque, and I love it. <laughs> I look at me. Look at me. I'm looking at. I'm the captain now. Okay, heard. That's absolutely fantastic. He went to Wakambi on loan. Uh, Callum Wright also left. Matty James, Daniel Iverson. uh, I heard he was the cousin of Alan. Uh, Islam (laughs) Slimani went to Lyon on a free transfer. They finally got rid of that dead weight. And Darnell Fisher, which sounds like fucking uh, Lawrence's uh, in the Matrix remakes. That's the guy that's supposed to play Lawrence is Darnell Fisher. Uh, I, I Just by name alone. Anyway, uh, Liverpool moving on uh, from that very quickly before I get pelters. Uh, they brought in Ben Davies from uh, championship side Preston, uh, who only played 19 games for them this season for 500,000 uh, pounds. Ozan Kabak uh, came in from Schalke on loan. And Liam Hughes came in from Celtic. For an undisclosed fee. Hold, uh, hold welcome on, hold to on. the B team, my friend. Hold, hold on, Sam. Um, Liverpool has addressed their center back situation by bringing in no, a championship side defender and a defender from the worst team in the Bundesliga. Problem solved, Sam. They don't need to worry about center backs. No, they got two of them in the transfer window. At well, least they didn't spend much money for them. Here's the thing. They actually have center backs now. They don't People, have to play central midfielders as center backs anymore. No, no, no. Those guys are getting hurt, too, because Fabinho got hurt. Yeah. 
they let go of uh, Liam Millar, uh, Adam Lewis, and Sepp Vanderberg, which is actually kind of surprising. Loan for uh, all uh, of these Sanderberg. players went out on loan. Yeah. Minamino, uh, Minamino is the biggest one of note. Uh, the Japanese player went to Southampton on loan. Manchester City, for the first time in a fucking long while, didn't bring a goddamn soul into the club. I would have thought that there would have been a striker because, you know, Jesus just hasn't done shit. One I would have, have thought there would have been a striker. a very interesting stat for the end of this. Okay. Uh, but Manchester City did send out on loan... One, two, three, four, five players who none of us have ever heard of. Although one of them does have a double-barreled last name, which is popular now. Uh, and one, two, three players they sold who we also have never fucking heard of. Manchester United brought in Amon Diallo for $37.2 million from Atalanta, which was decided in the last transfer window. Yeah, it and was a my loan. final stat is kind of important. Uh, they also brought in Dylan Levitt um, from uh, the uh, Upper Marlboro area. Dylan! Um, just kidding. Uh, he came in from <laughs> Charlton. Uh, actually, he was already there. Sorry, it was an end of loan. They let go of uh, Tedden Mengi. Uh, fantastic name. Don't know who that is. Uh, they uh, went on loan. Fakuda Palistri. Um Kind of makes me want to scone his name, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Timothy Fosu-Mensa, who's uh, actually played a fair few games for them. Uh, they sold to Byron Leverkusen. Uh, Ethan Laird. Jesse Lingard went to West Ham on loan. Uh, Taith Chong uh, went to Club Bruges. And James Garner as well. Uh, Newcastle brought in Joe Willock, and that was it because Steve Bruce couldn't be bothered. Tesco had a good sale. DeAndre, <laughs> Led, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, actually, for the Americans here. A little surprised uh, went to by Galatasaray, this one. Uh, for an undisclosed fee, they actually sold him outright. Yeah. Uh, for an undisclosed fee. Was, so that, that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe the first American to play in Turkey. Yeah. I, I was just I a don't bit remember surprised. another American doing that. He... You know, you brought him in from Spurs, you gave him half a run, he got hurt, and then you never really gave him made a Made him a hard, bit part like, player. Yeah, you never really gave him a run. So, I mean, you, you, you buy a young talent from a top six side, and then you don't really use him. And I'd be saying this if he wasn't an American. It was just like, it just felt like you never used a weird, him. Yeah, it's just a weird deal. So it makes me the but he's going to face up against Mezzarozil again, which is funny. So um, and if, if the alarms were going to uh, like crack off for me, what I wonder there is work ethic. That's that's what I wonder. If 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 you're if if you have a you know you're you're a top six prospect that gets sold to a lower club and you're not starting, something tells me you're not doing the job you're supposed to fucking do, and that's. Well, but as, as fast as he is and everything else, you got to assume that he's doing the running. He's do, at least doing the gym work. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and the way Newcastle have looked over the last few weeks, a uh, few months, to be honest, is why wasn't he in the team? He needed to be there to uh, expand the pitch a bit. 
Is that an hour forty-five? You're yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. don't worry, don't don't worry. I'm Sheffield going to- United. Oh, uh, <laughs> Rolando Aaron's also went to Huddersfield uh, for an undisclosed fee. I just like his name, so I mentioned him. I, Sheffield I'm, United, hey, real quick, didn't Sam, spend I'm, a goddamn dime. I'm going to tweet do anything. I'm going to tweet out this show as in the first hour is us talking about the Premier League. The second hours is a rambling drunk man. Yeah. That's what it is. That's why we love this. You all lean into this. I did it once. It was an accident. And Chef Bentley was there, if you remember. Uh, and um, I maybe toked his weed pen on the way down. And and I quote, and, also had and, a I, bunch quote, of and I quote, he just keeps going. He just keeps going. He, just keeps going. he won't stop. Yeah, because it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Sheffield United didn't spend a fucking dime. Big surprise. Uh, they let go of Jake Eastwood, Reese Nor- Norrington Davis. Not as good of a double-barreled name. And Michael Verups. That's more satisfying. Southampton brought in uh, Minamino, who we spoke about earlier from Liverpool. They yet go, uh, let go of <laughs> yet go of Jan Valery, uh, Tyreek Johnson, Callum Slattery. Sounds like a serial killer. Jake mm-hmm. Vokens and Dan Long, uh, who sounds like he is the stepbrother of, of Jess Horncamp. Yeah. Uh, and then we move on to Twatnam. Uh, they brought in Kazia Sterling from Southend United. Oh, and alone. I'm sorry. Uh, they brought him back from Southend United. They let go of a whole host of players. Uh, Jonathan DeBee, Troy Parrott, Shiloh Tracy, Brandon Austin, Anthony Georgiou, Jack Clark, Jubilo Candina, Harvey White, Gedson Fernandez, Kazaia Sterling, Jack Rolls, and Paulo Gazaniga, the, uh, um, uh, goalkeeper. Keeper. Yeah. All of these are loans. Um, and only two of them are undisclosed fees. So, uh, uh, words. Mourinho. Uh, I'm trying to think of the coach's name. I really thought Mourinho. he froze in the zoo. Yeah. It was like words, Sam. Words. <laughs> no, yeah, I couldn't. I almost said Pochettino. Mourinho kind of trimming the fat, I guess. I mean, there's, these players, a couple of them may have been around the first team at a time, like for lunch or something, but most of them didn't give a shit. Uh, anyway, uh, West Bromwich Albion. Uh, they brought in Ansley Mate Niles, which is important from Arsenal and Yon. Uh, they also on Yon in- on Yon. On Yon. Sorry, I was already reading the second last name. On Yon. On I Lone. just, you know what? Uh, I, I actually, for the amount of times that you bust my balls for words that I say, and typically I let you off the hook when you fuck off, Yon. I just want to be known, Yon. Please continue. This is why we do this show is because I fucked it one time. And you made it a fucking feature. Oh, no. You fuck it all the time and I let it go. I fuck it all the time and you remind me every moment that I do. Anyway. Have another drink. Brought in on. uh, Brought in on. 
fuck's sake, man. Yon. Get it together. They brought it on Yon. Go ahead. No, he's smacking his he's smacking his face, everybody. They brought in Ainsley Maiden Niles from Arsenal on loan. They also brought in what I was trying to say. Okay. Yoko Slu. Great name. That's his name, mate. Okay. He's okay. What do you yeah. think about this player? Yeah. <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. He's, he's okay. Right. He could do something fantastic in the game. What a terrible name that is. He could score a fucking midfield fucking lob. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Mate, that's okay. <laughs> what are you supposed to do with that name? You can't do anything great. Well, in most cases with okay, you normally say okay and move on. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not moving on. What did he do? He made that woman come nine times in one night. How did he perform? Well, that's okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is that an option? <laughs> you, you better look at him. He's okay. That's, that's okay right there. You better, you better take notice. That is okay. What the I mean, fuck? A little bit more. What than a okay. terrible name! You literally can't do anything success or marvelous. Normally, I rock out three, and you say stop. I mean, all right, it's come just, on, let's get beyond it, okay. Right, no, let's keep it shit. going. I do what I want. They also uh, brought in Mbaye, uh Diang, uh, which we spoke about. Who was immediate fantastic. impact. Uh, Robert, yeah, absolutely. Robert Snodgrass, the game before, <laughs> immediate impact as well. Uh, and Andy Lonergan, unattached. I, uh, they just found some bloke off the street, apparently. I, I will say, Sam. <laughs> um, they, they said, hey, what do you do? Do you do anything? He was like, my name is Lonergan. <laughs> and they were like, all right, sweet. Lonergan's a fantastic name. We want you associated uh, with the club. I, I will say that um, West Brom has made some decent moves, but I think it's already too far gone. I don't yeah, no, see absolutely. where they're going to catch you points. And I, I will say, though, they did let go of. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this is my field. They let go of Sam Field. Which is uh, very funny, uh, given a story of one of your red cards back oh, yeah. in the day. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, this I was. Is, this is Sam's field. And no, yeah. no, 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 no. I just, um, someone, someone uh, <laughs> one time gave me a red card and he told me to get off of, uh, get off of my field is what he said. Uh, the field was named after my late father. So I yeah. uh, very appropriately walked Robert, up, to, but I'm I'm yeah, stretching right. here. That's fair. I, but I, I, it, I walked on. up. I walked off. I walked up to him and just said, "You're telling me to get off your field. Your field, really? Because the name I see on the field isn't is isn't Ken DeJillian. The name on the field says Robert <laughs> Dallas fucking Remember Houston. Remember his name as well. That's the name on the field. So it's not your field. It's not your field. So I'm going to leave." But just understand, it's not your field. And hey, as I well, walked, listen, Sam and, 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 left hey, as well. He went to QPR on loan. And as I walked off the field, you open this can. I'm fucking closing it. As I walked off the field, he goes, yeah, that's right. 
get off my field. I had five guys grab me as I went running back towards him because I was walking off the field. I was done. And he went, yeah, get off my field. I was like, oh, really? 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 One of two red cards I got. And that one was fucking worth it. Please continue. That was the moment that we kind of transcended into kindred spirits. (laughs) But we didn't even know each other yet at that point. Anyway, they also got rid of Owen Windsor, who sounds like a character from The Crown on Netflix. Uh, Check it out. Great show. Uh, Charlie Austin went to QPR on loan. Jonathan Bond, uh, not that one. Uh, He's uh, 003, apparently. He went to LA Galaxy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Philippe, Krovinovich went to Benfica. Oh, no, came, no, went back to Benfica. It was the end of his loan deal. Sorry. Yeah, they Uh, only brought in Saeed Bararama. Well done from uh, uh, Brentford for 20 million. He was supposed to save Stoke season and uh, never really got going. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I thought you were going to, Come on to that. They paid. Excuse me. Well, they brought Ben Rama in on loan at the start start of the season, and now it's a permanent deal, which you knew it was going to eventually happen to be a permanent deal. I haven't seen him play for the club. Ben Rama? Yeah. Ben Rama's played a bunch for the club. Saeed Ben Rama's played a lot for West Ham. Yeah. I haven't seen him, mate. He played this weekend. He's played a bunch. Played a bunch. Please just keep going, killer. Are you serious? Yeah. Is that the number nine? It's the Brentford guy that came in at the start of the season on loan. Is that the number nine with the, the yeah. bleach tips? Yeah. Who am I? Oh, I'm thinking of Baron Hino. Uh-huh. there I, you I, go. I was thinking of the other player. Uh, do you remember that kid? Saeed, uh, do you remember him? Played for Stoke for a bit. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking of that guy. I'm sorry. That's you, the wrong player. Do you know what's well, happened? well done to West Ham. They brought him in. What's um, what's happened, Mel? Uh, not well done no, to no, West no. Ham. Hold on. Hold on, Graham. Graham, Mel, uh, well, what's I just, I just want to point out what's happened. I have a new theory. I think that the alcohol on his breath has now soaked into the microphone. And so he is getting secondary fumes coming off of it, and it's making him twice as drunk. Yeah, I think it is. It's going and the back. microphone is also very drunk. Oh, he's frozen. Both y'all are cunts. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jesse Lingard, they brought in from Manchester United on loan. Ah, I'm sorry. They brought him in from Miami on loan. Uh, they let go of Sebastian Allaire, uh, which we've talked about. On this show a couple of times, thanks to Smokey. Uh, Robert Snellgrass, uh, they let go, obviously. Owen Windsor, we talked about, who is a um, just a, a, a name from a Netflix show. Uh, Dan Kemp, Winston Reed, uh, actually went back to Brentford on loan, which is a, a, a funny one. Um, they obviously have good center backs, but Winston Reed a few years ago oh, yeah. was a stalwart in that team. He, 
honestly kept them up a couple years ago, if you remember. Yep. Uh, Oladapo Efolian, uh, which <laughs> sounds like a name from The Mandalorian, to be honest. <laughs> uh, he went to Bolton on loan, and Aji Alese went to Cambridge because uh, apparently he didn't finish his degree. Um, I do want to say with Lingard, that is exactly the kind of player that probably Moyes will get the most out of. Yeah, I mean, but they had that it. player. I mean, of course they did. I mean, did they had that player with Dean Ghana and they sold Lanzini him. Yeah. as well. Yeah. I, they have that player at the club. It, it, it's a strange move, in my opinion, unless they're just trying to create some sort of competition for a place in a David Moyes side that doesn't exist. It, right. it doesn't start Lanzini. I, I, I tend so to think, why bring him in? Why do this? I, I, I don't know. I, I tend to think that Lingard may prove to be useful. Just knowing from my experiences with Moyes, that it just seems like a useful guy is he's a plug and play. You don't use him all the time. You, you insert him into different spots. He just, he might work out very well for them for the rest of the season. All I'm saying is Oladapo Ophelion is going to feature prominently in the Mandalorian season three. Very good. Wolverhampton Wanderers. They brought in William Jose from Real Sociedad on loan. Big goal scoring. Ennins. Goal, goal scoring, uh, goal scoring striker from uh, La Liga. The problem is, is goal scoring strikers from La Liga don't always translate to being goal-scoring strikers in the fucking prem. Not often. Yeah. Um, there's been a few, sure. But um, often is a a, 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 a a stretch word. But, but Wolves had to do something. They had to do something. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree with that. Now, Ennis <laughs> uh, went to Burton. I'm sorry, came back from Burton. Uh, end of uh, his loan deal now, and his hopefully his middle name's not Peter. Uh, Morgan Gibbs White came back from Swansea. Uh, Terry Taylor, uh, who our friend Taylor will be pleased with his name, uh, came back from Grimsby on loan, and Patrick Cuterne came back from Fiorentina on loan. Uh, they let go of Luke uh, Matheson. Mathason, uh, Jamie Partington, uh, Niall Ennis went to Plymouth. Oh, fuck off. They brought him back and they loaned, uh, didn't even loan him out. They sold him. How does that feel, mate? You're in a Premier League squad. You're on loan. Hey, come back from your loan and then we're going to sell you. How does that feel? That sucks. Neil Ennis went to Plymouth, Argyle. Uh, uh, Patrick Cotrone went to Valencia on loan. Uh, Terry Taylor uh, Thompson went to Burton. And Roderick Miranda, which it sounds like a, a name from a, um, a murder show. Mm -hmm. Roderick Miranda. Mate, you fucked up. 
Yeah, you definitely killed that bitch. No, that's a stripper you know name. That is a male stripper name where the guy comes out with the tearaway cop pants and starts whipping the handcuffs around in the air. Come and then high fives Jizz Horncamp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name again? What's the first name? Roderick Miranda. Ready? Ladies, coming to the stage. Welcome, Roger Dick Miranda. <laughs> it's also probably like one of the last two scenes of Law and Order SVU as well. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, you have fucking. Um, it's got to be the Spanish bloke. What's it? Um, uh, fuck. I can't remember his name now. Raphael, the uh, district yeah, attorney. Raphael, yeah. Farva. Raphael, Raphael Farva. You're absolutely right. Raphael comes down. He's like, yeah, judge. Roderick Miranda needs to be remanded. <laughs> he raped three women. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I can see that. And, and, and uh, Raphael does it with a strong-ass suit game, right? Well, let's just say that he left wolves by mutual consent. All right. So what else you got? Is that it? Is that the last name? Um, there's a bunch, a bunch of cunts in Myanmar right now. Uh-huh. I'm too drunk to get into the details, uh, but don't be a cunt. I was about to say, uh, apparently there's another uh, last words from Graham. Anywho, everybody, that's going to about wrap it up. And thank you very much, Graham, for delivering exactly what we wanted for the transfer drunken recap. Um, Easy when I can only fall asleep on the couch. <clears throat> Next up is injury time, and it's going to be him, as drunk as he is, continuing. Oh, and by the way, Ray... You're getting your video tonight. Even uh, it's better. Gonna be a good one. <laughs> I think we might we, we should do both videos tonight. We should get it over with. Oh, he's feeling saucy. I think if you know what? If if I got a boner, my bitches should get fucked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you Again, heard that you heard that Taylor. The regular DU show. We are not yeah, transitioning. No, and those of them cunts listen to it. So Here's your shout out. All right, everybody. Next up, it's injury time, which is us previewing the weekend's action. Trust me, it won't be two hours long like this was, but this was done on purpose. Until next week, everybody. I'm not Jizz. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston! Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam! Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham! Stuff of a lord! Look straight in shorts! Sam Graham! Sam Graham! Hit the fucking new button!
there was a 